0: Everyone. everyone
1: welcome to the
0: everything podcast
1: with me Chachi
0: and Vashi enjoy October 1971
1: a group of researchers and technologists gathered at a conference at Georgetown
0: mm-hmm. Georgetown Washington DC or USA
1: cuz <laughs> cuz then- Washington DC and USA are different
0: I'm pretty sure it's in Washington, D.C. Yeah. They have like good cupcakes.
1: I've never been to Georgetown. I have. It's not a competition. But if it were. (laughs) October 1971. Yes. uh Uh-huh. Researchers and technologists gathered at a conference at Georgetown. And their task was, suppose you were an advisor to the head of the KGB, which is the Soviet secret police. This is, you know, fairly significant because the Cold War and all during that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Suppose you're given the assignment of designing a system for the surveillance of all citizens and visitors within the boundaries of the USSR. The system is not to be too obtrusive or obvious. What would be your decision? What would be your system? We'll discuss that later on.
0: It's good that you say that because I've started thinking and I'm just like, um, um, um. <laughs> you know that SpongeBob episode where, you know, he was supposed to remember something and then like, in his brain, like there's a lot of little Spongebobs running around trying to find the answer.
1: Oh, that was episode. Where, that was the episode where I think Squidward was trying to prove that he owned the Krusty Krab and that it was a fancy dining restaurant. I, yes. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And yeah, he, was trying, to, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was trying to he was trying to impress his cousin or something, Squilliam mm, or whatever, mm-hmm. who's so posh yeah, with yeah, the mustache.
0: But that. Uh, that was what's happening in my yeah. head. A lot of little Vashtis trying to find an answer.
1: <laughs> and they could, it's it's funny because you talk about remembering because the only thing, the thing that the cartoon episode that really sticks out to me, and I'm pretty sure it sticks out to quite a few people of mm-hmm. our generation, is whenever I see the phrase omelette du fromage, uh-huh. I just think Dexter's lab. Really? Why? Oh, well, I guess you weren't watching <laughs> the same cartoon. No, I me.
0: I love DD.
1: Yeah, of course, because she wears pink on Yeah, and
0: ballerina and stuff. And that's what I remember. Like, my brother and I always, um, w- before my youngest brother was born, yeah. <laughs> we were, like, always associating us with that because, like, I am basically Didi mm. and Kiki, my brother, is basically Dexter. Dexter.
1: Yeah, yeah. there's that episode where he wanted to pre- he wanted to prepare for a French exam or something. Uh-huh. And then he made this device that would play all the French words While he sleeps, and then it broke at night, so it only played over and over again. (laughs) Omelette du fromage, omelette du fromage. And then the next morning, all he can say is omelette omelette du fromage. fromage. (laughs) And he couldn't say anything else. He could not say anything else, but it actually ended up being like he became a success for some reason just by saying the phrase or the (laughs) word omelette omelette du fromage. fromage. So, yeah, so when I think remembering in cartoons, I think that.
0: I wanted to, like, discuss Krusty Krab a little bit, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, if you're underwater, have like, selling burgers, then why would you ever use cash?
1: Why would you ever sell burgers in <laughs> your water? <laughs> no,
0: but, like, if you think about it, it's going to be wet and soggy and Like stuff. the burgers? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. But maybe you should, like, go towards like a more cashless society, <laughs> underwater.
1: Underwater, what would they <laughs> use? No, they would probably use shells. They ah, should use shells. That's what they used yeah. to do, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Or shells, pearls, man. Pearls,
1: shells, pearls. They used to use, what was it? Um, some form of flower. There was some flower that people used know. to use as currency. I, I don't know. Okay. Bungabang. <laughs> Interest rates.
0: Bungabang is basically flower, pink flowers. If you if you like, translate, translate it, literally. like literally, yeah.
1: People used to people used to trade in a variety of different ways. And it's actually really good that we have cash. There was this I forgot what video it was, but it was discussing how um, cash is very useful because it you know, it quantifies something easily. Say for example you wanted to purchase whatever let's say a laptop. Let's just say a laptop and there was no cash back then. So yep. you'd have to know how much the laptops cost. Yeah. Like as in each piece. But then cost compared to what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, this piece of the laptop costs this much in shells mm-hmm. or in pearls, how useless would that be? Or like, you know, this would cost this much in whatever form of currency, you know what I mean? But it's really good that we have cash, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess. But nowadays when I shop because of COVID and stuff, I don't, I really, I have not taken cash out since the lockdown started. Is
1: that really because of COVID though? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Um, Because usually I prefer cash because when I, um did the uh, financial class thing that mm-hmm. I did a few years back. Like they taught us that um, if you purchase stuff with cash, uh, you'll actually feel the pain of <laughs> of spending money. So you wouldn't yeah. like actually spend as much money. And I guess that's like one of the pros of using cash. Oh, I'm already talking about the pro. I think we should actually tell them what the topic is today.
1: What is the topic? Cashless society. Cashless societies, which you'll hear over and over again.
0: Do you like my little ASMR like moment?
1: Cashless society. Is ASMR only only like soothing stuff or can it just be anything?
0: Really like soothing, but like slow, like someone's like whispering to you right now. Okay, I don't think we can continue <laughs> this podcast this way. <laughs> but yeah, cashless society.
1: Yeah, I, it, it's definitely been more and more, especially you're, you're right in the sense because of Rona, it's being pushed a bit more. I know that in Australia, there are quite a few banks that have pulled back quite a lot of their ATM machines.
0: Oh, for real? Yeah. I heard that um, local, like Indo-local banks are actually doing that, but not oh. all of them.
1: Okay. I know that ComBank's doing that and I think Westpac or uh, Westin- what, what Westpac? Yeah, Westpac. <laughs> but yeah, so the people are pushing back on... I mean, not pushing back. These banks are pulling back on their ATMs and they're definitely trying to move towards a more cashless society. And this has been going on for a while, ever since, you know, credit cards, debit cards, yep. and et cetera. Yep, yep, and, yep, yep. you know, even when I was in Australia, w- when you were in Australia, did you use a lot of cash? No. No, I didn't either. I did not either. I no.
0: like the uh, PayWave. Pay PayWave, yeah, pay w- it's so cool.
1: Ah, but PayWave is frustrating because th- when you when you use it and you check your account balance and account, um, like, they tell you how much is available and how much is yes yes (laughs) in any case they basically add the transaction a bit later so it feels like you have a A, a bit more more money than you Mm. actually do for a few days that's why i usually didn't use that
0: i just felt cool so and it's not (laughs) like i purchase a lot of stuff yeah
1: but in australia for example they're they're making it so that i don't know if it's already law now but they're making Mm -hmm. it so that any transaction above ten thousand dollars cannot be should cannot be done in cash. It is I'm illegal to do so. I'm going
0: to like wait until I can have a transaction in one go above ten thousand K- yeah. dollars. <laughs> yeah. Amen. But in
1: yeah. in France, apparently, the limit's also I think a thousand euros.
0: Really? Oh wow! They are really like making it hard for yeah for like and, cash transactions. And yeah.
1: Italy, it's two thousand nine hundred ninety-nine point <laughs> ninety-nine euros for uh-huh. some reason i don't know where these uh, where they get these numbers for Meh. from but yeah society is definitely moving towards that way and indonesia you know we have so many different types of e-currencies
0: yes we have oval gopay gopay like a lot of a lot of like there are quite a few more but yeah.
1: they're just not as famous from my understanding yeah, yes 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 yeah and i i actually use It's funny because when I came back from Australia in September 2018, so two years ago, Mm -hmm. I did not want to use Ovo or GoPay at all. I was all about just using cash. It it was a bit annoying, but I also knew that, you know, because when I came back, there were so many promos of like, oh, if you use Ovo, oh, if you use GoPay, you get this many percent off. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, coming from a marketing background, I'm like, I know what you're doing. You're (laughs) trying to get me hooked this these promos won't last forever. That's mm-hmm. what I know. And I eventually fell for them anyway.
0: But so far, it's lasting.
1: <laughs> for the time being.
0: <laughs> for the time being, yes, yes, yeah. yes.
1: I, I, I remember it was very frustrating, though, trying to get my Gojek account um, because I had made one previously when I came back from Australia on holiday. Yeah. But I guess that's off topic. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to sort of like center our mind in one definition of what a cashless society is first. A
1: society without cash. Yes,
0: so that payments happen electronically without hard cash involved, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Just so we have the same understanding. Mm-hmm. It's important to, for us to have the same understanding before we discuss these yeah. things, I, I reckon.
1: And there, it's interesting because cashless societies have been seen as, you know, it's progress. It is progress. To yes, an extent. But, it's technological yeah, progress yeah. for sure, but there are definitely dangers involved.
0: Yeah, there are heaps actually. Mm-hmm. Now that we've researched all these jazz,
1: and but in terms of the pros, like you know why we would want to go for a more cashless society.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, for one, when I was paying gojek drivers, you know bikies and etc. with with cash, it would get a bit difficult if they didn't have spare change.
0: Ah, uh, fair. Yes. Yeah, yes, it would yes, be
1: yes, very yes. difficult if they didn't have spare change. Not just that, but you know, going around with a lot of paper bills and, and coins, especially in Australia and America. When Remember when we were in America, we I had quite a few coins.
0: Around this time, actually.
1: Yeah, last year. We, I had quite a few coins and it was difficult to bring around, mm-hmm. I guess.
0: Oh, you were using cash a lot in the US?
1: Mm, I remember I, ca- I cashed out quite a bit. Like, oh. I cashed out in Indonesia's airport. Yeah, then, we did
0: together, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I did have quite a lot of cash on me. Mm -hmm. yeah there is that paranoia of like this better be safe i'm gonna lose it all if i yeah you know
0: Mm. i didn't i was the exact opposite i cashed out once uh with you in the airport in indonesia but that wasn't like a lot i was happy that i was using like like a an app Should, Mm. should i say it but like should i say the bank name yeah just say it why not i don't know sponsor me but (laughs) i was using genius because um i find it really easy because they had like this um feature where i can exchange whatever money was in the debit card to uh us dollars yeah so everything was in us dollars oh my goodness and like i can just like pay stuff with my debit card and it's already like in us i felt like I felt like a US citizen. I was like, yeah, take my card, sort of thing.
1: Take my residency. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it was It was really cool. So I was really happy and I didn't really experience frustration with coins because I didn't really use cash mm-hmm. much. We were in um, California. So I guess maybe they're more cashless. I don't know. I don't know, I'm not American. I'm making an assumption. Yeah.
1: In Indonesia, there's just even, even like, you know, street vendors have, have oh, like the QR Ovo and go pay qr and also codes the and QR et cetera. Code
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in China it's, it's the same. In yeah, yeah. China is actually cashless but more qr code.
1: Yeah, so That's so they use more electronic transfers as compared to like debit cards, yeah. credit cards and cetera. They use more um, they use more mm-hmm. electronic uh,
0: payments, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: Instead of wi- uh, wire transfers and bank transfers.
0: It's interesting.
1: Yeah, even even buskers and of they have they have <laughs> qr codes because yeah. everyone just uses what what is it wechat, WeChat and alipay. And
0: alipay. Yeah.
1: yeah. And Apparently, if I'm not mistaken, 2019, the amount of credit card transactions in the U.S. totaled to about four trillion dollars. Whoa! But in that t- same time span, you, uh, given the f- I, I know that China has way more people, but surprisingly or unsurprisingly, the amount of electronic payments in China or mobile payments in China mm-hmm. was 41 trillion dollars. Mm. That is 10 times as much. Interesting. Four trillion and 41 trillion.
0: So do you think the world is going more and more cashless?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's definitely more convenient.
0: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but I mean like, um, when you drive me around <laughs> and then, you know, in Indonesia, they have tukang parker, so you basically have to give like cash to them, like 2,000 or
1: 5,000. Rupiahs. Not dollars.
0: It's always so like frustrating for me to see you like handle all those cash in your car just to find like the right amount to mm. the, to uh, tukang parkir and you're also like, do I have cash, do I have cash, do I have cash? Mm, like yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't actually have to pay them in all honesty.
0: Oh, sometimes they're like mean and scary, so. Yeah, they are.
1: What are they gonna do? <laughs> but- I, I don't
0: know. I don't know.
1: This is, we pay when we leave, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But but yeah.
0: Oh no, sometimes, no, sometimes in advance.
1: Oh yeah, like in Tenopati and et cetera? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 I think I think there're definitely pros and there're definitely pros to using cash-less. more cashless approaches.
0: Yeah. So, wait, wait. You as Chiraka Messias Tanatrosandi, are you more like cashless or are you more cash person? Right
1: right now? Right now in I'm general,
0: in general I think right now we're more cashless.
1: We are more cashless, but I the discussion point we you know, bringing about is not about whether or not there should be alternatives to cash because there's nothing wrong with that yes the we're discussing more about whether or not society in general should be completely cashless where there yeah. is no alternative there is no cash
0: yeah there's no cash whatsoever yeah
1: and for me i would be against that for sure i would be against that
0: yeah, of course you would <laughs> there are
1: there are so many there are a lot of cons for it like it's I just know. not a good idea
0: because one of the cons that i was um researching about is uh it sacrifices privacy
1: yeah that's yes. one of the biggest ones. Yeah, the fact that you know your every transaction you make is traced, and that was actually back to October 1971 at Georgetown. Mm-hmm. The researchers concluded that the best device or the best system to surveil uh, for surveillance without being too obtrusive were mm-hmm. actually credit cards and debit cards. They knew mm. that that was the best way to track people and you know for surveillance purposes, and not be too obtrusive. And people will just be like. Oh no, this is this is for convenience sake. This is totally easy. This is for convenience sake. It's completely fine. But wow. Yep. And I was it,
0: thinking of prank, but I guess debit <laughs> cards and credit cards would do. That's a different episode. <laughs> you should listen to that. It's a really good episode.
1: But yeah, so they said, you know, debit cards, credit cards and etcetera. That's
0: true because like even in um in our, in my I have two bank accounts. I use Genius and Mandiri. And mm-hmm. nowadays, because it's always online, I always use the app, and I can actually trace like all my transactions. It means like I have to trust Mandiri and uh, BTPN to trust my data to handle my data, right? Yeah,
1: and they are they are really useful. I really like the fact that you can keep track of it and that you can see where you're spending when and yeah. precisely how much and et cetera without having to write it down yourself. And I still I'm,
0: do. I put it on the sheet, Google Sheets.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, I do that too. But again, it, the question is more about making it com- making a society that's completely cashless. With regards to banks and their systems, there are quite a few banks uh, that have been hacked, their data has yeah, yeah, been hacked. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Capital One was one of them mm-hmm. amongst a few others. And so this is definitely a concern. The fact that everything is digital, you know, it's convenient, but then one hacker gets the code right and that's it.
0: But it's isn't done. it like easier though to like report that to like and just complain to the bank and the bank has to like take responsibility because the data is with them and rega- as opposed to like uh, going around, I don't
1: know, oh, they are. LA so-
0: and then having $500 in your wallet and then getting mugged. And yeah, then-
1: but the assumption therefore is that the bank would be able to somehow pay off all the money that was lost. They have
0: to, that's a responsibility. Yeah,
1: and then what happens if they don't? If they don't, suddenly they go bankrupt or whatever, and then you still don't get your money. It's gone. Uh, What are you going to do then?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Didn't think about it.
1: Yeah, uh, again, I mean, we keep our money in in banks and investments and et cetera. I'm not saying don't keep your money in banks. That's not what we're trying to say at all. Mm -hmm. But we're looking at the other perspective of going completely cashless. Because uh, there's this interesting Bloomberg article that was talking about if there is no cash then do you really have money or do you claim to have money? Whoa. You know what I mean?
0: Whoa. Yeah. That's actually interesting. Do I really have money? But guess. Yes, bud. But I was, yeah. Wow. I can't, I didn't think of it that way, but now I think I'm going to overthink it a little bit. Here. It's just numbers on a screen. This is, this is,
1: this is where, this is what it says. A world without paper money is a world without money. Money belongs to its current holder. It doesn't matter if a banknote was lost or stolen. At some point in the past, money is current. That's why it's called currency. A bank deposit, however, grants custody of money to the bank. An account balance is not actually money, but a claim on money. Mm -hmm. This is an important distinction. A claim is only as good as its enforceability, and in a cashless society, every transaction must pass through a financial gatekeeper. Banks, being private institutions, have the right to refuse transactions at their discretion. We can't expect every payment to be given in due process. And that's exactly what I mean. So for example, I guess what we're saying is, you know, with Visa MasterCard and what and whatnot, they actually do have the right as private companies to be like, hey, this maybe this has this hasn't happened so often, but you know, in the future they'll be like, we don't like this company, or mm-hmm. we don't like what they stand for, or we don't like this individual's political alignment or his political belief system Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we're just gonna cut off his his ability to pay he's just not gonna be able to transact at all Mm -hmm. this happened to wikileaks actually wikileaks now that's that's why wikileaks if i'm not mistaken can only be supported through bitcoin oh yeah and that's actually why cryptocurrencies like bitcoin ethereum um electronium and etc were created they're digital currencies but the main difference here is that they are not centralized they are mm. decentralized. So they so you can track them, but you cannot regulate it. Mm-hmm. So banks have no control. There's no one who has control. Yeah, uh, That's why I have a Bitcoin. <laughs>
0: yeah. Buy
1: Bitcoin, everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. I have Bitcoin too. A really, really <laughs> tiny portion of it. That's interesting. Um, in Indonesia, oh, I was researching about this and then there's this argument that it's going to heighten inequality uh, if we go cashless. Mm-hmm. Because... Everyone needs a smartphone and all that jazz, but I was thinking about it uh, to my own personal experience. Like in Jakarta, I'd argue it's a lot more cashless than it is in Jogjakarta. Mm. I always give an example to Jogja because it's just very two very different societies. Yeah,
1: Not um, you don't even have to go all the way to Jogja; just mm-hmm. go a little outside of Jakarta.
0: Like where? No,
1: Bandan? around Bandan. Like again, not every part of Indonesia is like Jakarta
0: i guess i guess yeah. but i i i want to like i guess i use jogja because i've yeah. been there a lot and mm-hmm. i lived there for quite a bit but i it like i was buying souvenirs for my family and then i was like uh which and then he was like which oh, means pizza.
1: to our english speaking audience
0: <laughs> let's use can i use the debit card please and then the dude's like oh no sorry can't do it Uh, we don't have the the machine. machine, So I was like, oh, okay. And I was short in cash, so.
1: I, I, the same thing happened to me. Again, like I said, we don't have to go to Jogja. I went to Sukabumi, which is literally.
0: (laughs) I've never been to (laughs) Sukabumi, so I don't know.
1: I went to Sukabumi, which translated literally means like earth, (laughs) earth. but I went to a, a mom and pop shop and then I knew they couldn't take card. Yeah, but I thought, why not just give it a go? You know what I mean? Who knows? Mm-hmm. And then there, the woman was just like, "No, <laughs> no, we don't have that here. We we can't take. So you can only pay in cash. So you don't have to go too far. It's yeah. usually in more cashless is usually more of an option for more technically, uh, technologically advanced.
0: Wait, but cities. Germany? Yes, they're they're that very advanced, but they're they they do not like.
1: That is true. Kong. Research has shown that 80%, uh, I think up to 80% of Germans actually still bring around cash. Cash, yeah. Quite a lot of cash, too. Yeah. And the reason why is because of that issue we discussed about privacy.
0: Yeah, they don't like their data to be handled by a third party.
1: Yeah, a lot of restaurants still definitely take cash. And and if I'm not mistaken, I think only in 2015, some big supermarket chains only then started implementing um, Uh, cashless transactions and et et cetera. So Germany has... Germany has that that right amount of skepticism, for sure.
0: I think you should move to Germany instead. I Perhaps. Think. Your friends, you'd, you'd have more friends there.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, damn it, what was I going to
0: say? I don't know, but I just want to say that it's interesting that you just said that a more advanced society would be more mm. cashless, but then there's Germany who's like, I don't want my data to be handled. Yeah, But, you know, like being... Cashless actually can be more expensive. hmm In a sense that there's that's true. transaction fees. That is actually true. Like if it like even if I wanna transfer money to do you have like another bank account that's not Mandiri?
1: Yeah, I do. I've have, I have five bank accounts.
0: Okay. Like any any other bank account that's not the same with my bank account. I, in Indonesia. In Indonesia it'll cost me six thousand five hundred rupiah
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Which can be like a delivery fee in some cases. Yeah. And if you buy something online, you yeah. have to pay the delivery fee and it can be 6500 and I'd rather have goods than pay transaction fees. This is
1: the same way with merchant fees. Mm-hmm. For So for example, any if you if you have one of those card machines, they usually Visa and MasterCard, oh, they, yeah, yeah, they take yeah. a cut. Yes, they yes, take yes, a cut yes, from yes, the merchant. They yep. take a cut from the merchant. And so it would range between, based on what I've found, between 1.3% to around 3.4%. Yep. And there's usually like plus an extra 30 cents or whatever, mm. plus an extra 30 cents. And so these add up, these definitely add up to any small business, yep. especially say, for example, if you're selling coffee for about, let's say $5, mm-hmm. let's say you're selling coffee for $5, 1.3% may not be much, but then that 30%, I mean, sorry, that 30 cents is already fairly significant, you know, because then you'd still have to pay for rent, you have to pay for wages, you have to pay for the, facil- the equipment and, yeah so it takes its toll yeah, yeah and usually exactly. what happens then as you'd see in as i've experienced in, in australia and i think you've probably experienced this too is they usually put like hey if you're not going to spend less than if you're not going to spend more than yeah. ten dollars you can't pay with card yeah. you have to pay with cash yes that's usually what they do or yeah. what happens then is they are okay with you paying in cash but what they do without you maybe realizing it or without everyone caring too much about it is they actually increase the price
0: oh but the, they bit. tell you first
1: yeah, but then like, okay, then you can't do anything about it.
0: Oh, no, 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 but they, they tell you like, hey, if you want to pay by cash, you will add like this much.
1: Oh, no, no, no. What I mean is like um, the restaurant decides-
0: By card, I mean, not by cash. Yeah.
1: What? The restaurant decides in general, all their prices go up.
0: Mm. yeah
1: so the next day okay, suddenly okay. all their prices have gone up or whatever okay. so they do they they do stuff like that because again and then so guess who suffers again the consumer
0: yeah <laughs> it goes back weird. to the consumer yeah. suffering and then again like if you spend via card you don't really feel like
1: yeah no that's true that is completely that you're true.
0: actually spending the temptation to overspend my increase mm-hmm. oh tachi's <clears throat> gonna tell us data or like some example.
1: No, back to your point about not feeling things. There was a 2018 paper by two men named Scott. Yeah, I told <laughs> Scott you. Falford and, the Sh- and <laughs> Scott Sh, I think it's pronounced, published by the Bank of International Settlement, found a strong correlation between someone's credit card limits and the person's marginal propensity to consume. So people are more likely to spend more of their money if they have a big credit card or have lots of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's, the da- you know, that's to an extent, yeah. that's a bit dangerous because, you know, debt.
0: Mm-hmm, because like in my financial class, we were like, Uh, it it went on on for a week only, but then we were encouraged to put our budgets in that particular category Mm. in an envelope and we can only spend what's in that envelope, say like food and like shopping and leisure in different envelopes and we can only spend the money then. And I really did feel the sort of like burden of taking money out like physically out of that envelope because yeah. you can actually see how much money I have left.
1: Yeah. Cash is. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Uh, do you want to add to that? Because I'm going to like no, go switch f- to another topic that go I it. really want to talk about. Um, it's really interesting because Chachi and I discussed this before. And I think um, what I found um, is that is different from what he found. So I'll let you guys think about like which ones which. But I heard that. Um, a lot of a lot more illegal activities happened via cash, mm. such as like drug dealing, prostitution and stuff. Because um, in Indonesia recently, there have been a lot of um, online prostitution scandals, mm. and a lot of the what's barang bukti, evidence. A lot of the evidence um, hap, was found in cash. Mm. Um, there, which case was that? Do you want something, do you wanna add something to that?
1: Well, it's kinda like how just about every government or whatever or business will say, this is this is good, this is good. Because, you know, with regards to black market and crime, they're usually the main reasons for headed towards a cashless society. Uh-huh. So Prime Minister Modi in India, he actually said that too, I think in November 2016, where he, he pushed for demonetization of his 500 and 1,000 rupee notes. He uh-huh. wants to go towards a more cashless society, yep. and that had devastating effects on the economy. That had devastating effects because it hurts the poor the most. Yeah, it hurts the poor the most yeah, who, who right. have their who uh, receive their wages in cash and who also mm-hmm. had to pay for their services. I mean, their rent and whatnot in cash. Mm-hmm. So it hurts them the most. They had to line up for days or whatever, and they also limited the amount of money that you could take out of the bank. So it made the it made it even more difficult. And they saw like a seventeen percent drop in their GDP, mm-hmm. and it was, and there was a mass exodus outside of Indian cities because some of these people just could not, could not get that money, mm-hmm. and so they had to leave. It was just really bad, and so th- a lot of the governments and businesses they they push for a cashless society with the main point of like, oh, this is gonna stop the black markets and whatnot. Yeah, but apparently, this is not necessarily true because. Because, this is overstated, because there was actually a study, the UK National Risk Assessment on Money Laundering and Terrorist Financing, revealed in 2015 that regulated banks and accounting firms were the two biggest facilitators of illegal transfers and funding. Cash did actually rank third behind those two. Mm -hmm. Banks and accountancies, but banks were almost twice as likely to be involved, and other services included legal services, estate agents, casinos, and the like. But... This just goes to show that no, not really. If your if your argument for a cashless society completely cashless is to stop you know um, money laundering yeah. and all these legal activities, then why not stop banks completely? Yeah,
0: that's yeah. interesting.
1: HSBC is a bank that has been brought up numerous times. I've researched this and their name pops up so yeah. many times. HSBC, um, Standard Chartered, De- Deutsche Bank, and et cetera. <laughs> I don't know if I'm pronouncing these right.
0: but uh, uh, mm. oh, That's interesting. Because uh, if you watch movies, right? Like whenever like the criminal checks in a hotel, they always pay in cash and stuff. So that mm. when the police wanted to um, track them down, it was like, oh, this dude paid in cash and with like some dodgy ID card going yeah. on. That's, that's interesting. Because like in, um, in the online prostitution case uh, that happened in June, they found 15 million... Uh, in cash as hmm. evidence but also 50, 50 million, million rupees. yeah 50
1: million rupees in
0: bank transfers too so yeah. it's like half half
1: yeah so 50 million in transfers i i think that in itself goes to show that it's still possible to have all these illegal activities but i think it's
0: also because like some banks put limits on how much you can transfer in a day
1: perhaps perhaps that's a way to limit it
0: yeah because um if you're like say if you're like in mandiri there's like gold and silver whatever and then if you're just like gold you can't transfer more than maybe 15 million a day or something like that and if you want to pay someone 30 million that day so you have to do half half mm-hmm. right
1: yeah mm-hmm. but yeah apparently like for example hsbc we're not even talking about 15 million rupees. we're talking about a trillion dollars okay <laughs> a trillion dollars in in illegal activities and really shady activities mm-hmm. and so that happened through HSPC for a number of years and so again the point goes back to if you really want to stop crime then why not stop the two biggest the two biggest mm, um, yeah. process facilitators yeah. which are banks and and accounting firms like what's this this example is Mosa Fonseca okay. yeah Mosa Fonseca
0: But I guess this part of the argument doesn't get um, aired much, so people Mm. don't. Like me, I didn't really see this data ever, so Mm. I always thought that if you want to do illegal activities, use cash. Yeah, and it's not not like
1: it's not like again, it's not like we're promoting not putting your money in a bank account or whatever. Yeah, but it's just that you know, going completely cashless has its significant drawbacks. Yeah, in fact, um, during the eurozone crisis. I think the European Central Bank tried to provide negative interest rates on mm-hmm. their banks. So that basically, the reason they did this is because you know th- their economy was in a crisis, and they said they thought, "Hey, if we set a negative interest rate, so therefore people are losing money when they're saving in the bank account. What that'll do is people will take out cash, and they'll be, you know, they'll spend more. Mm-hmm. They'll spend more in the economy. It'll stimulate the economy. That backfired, <laughs> and what people did was, yeah, they were right. They took out the cash, but they just saved it. They just put it in a safe." You just put it in the safe. It's
0: interesting. Piggy, piggy banks.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's why like it's a bit dangerous because then these institutions have the ability to, you know, hey, we're going to set a negative interest rate or hey, we're going to do this. And it's good that you can still take out your money mm. and save it in the form of cash. Yeah. But what then happens if they say, hey, we, yeah, we're going to implement a negative interest rate and you can't take out cash. Mm. Then that becomes dangerous then.
0: So I guess in conclusion, if we want to conclude this topic... There are definitely pros and cons to being cashless and having cash. Mm-hmm. But people should always given the choice to choose whether they want to do their transactions in cash or cashless because the freedom to choose is uh, is, important. is important.
1: Yeah, we use cash to vote. That's our that's your freedom of speech really because you use that to purchase goods and services that you want more of and yep. not to purchase goods and services that you want less of. Mm. That's actually how you vote. Right when you think about it, commerce is the backbone of any thriving economy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So perhaps um, to add to that conclusion, to be a bit more specific, it's yes, it's true that you should always have the option for cash. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, and these electronic systems are definitely more convenient. Yep. And I'm I'm still using them for sure. I'm still using them. I'm still saving my my money in banks, and I have investments and whatnot. But cash will still always be helpful, yeah, for sure,
0: definitely, definitely. And we
1: should never ever remove that option if we want to make sure that the government does not control us.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's our episode for today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty interesting. I learned I learned something new today. Which is what? Uh, the thing that you said about black markets and illegal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm a I like watching movies, especially nowadays. Yeah, in and- quarantine and stuff. And
1: <laughs> yeah, they, there's actually even a conspiracy theory that, you know, this whole coronavirus.
0: Coronavirus, <laughs> do you know that meme?
1: Yeah, by, what's her name, Cardi B? I,
0: I don't know, I don't know, But and
1: then? Yeah, there's this conspiracy theory about how the coronavirus is actually one way that, you know, globalists and whatnot are pushing towards a more cashless society.
0: Huh. I, I guess if, if that's true, then it's happening.
1: Yeah, you just have to be careful, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, we're already overthinking. Yeah, yeah, yep, we're, we're
0: going towards a conspiracy theory. I think mm-hmm. it's time for us to stop. Actually, mm-hmm.
1: but always good to hear different points of the argument, different mm-hmm. sides of the equation. Always, always,
0: and yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. episode. Bye. Make sure to oh yeah, that's right. Make sure <laughs> <laughs> make sure to subscribe or um, follow
1: and donate with cash now
0: <laughs> <laughs> to um to this podcast we really enjoy making this and yeah. if you want to chat with us you can go to our private Instagram accounts accounts which are Tachimaki Maki and Ratu Vashti yep alright let us know what you think about it we always like listening to your opinions and your feedback and we'll uh, see you on, on the, the next, next one. one peace ba- bye <laughs> <laughs>